In this episode, I'm talking to my personal business coach, Isaac Stegman of Kaizen Coaching, and we're really getting into performance, business coaching. It's not all about your business, but also about your personal life and coaching the whole person. So whether you're a stay-at-home mom or dad, own a business, run a team, whatever you do, there are some amazing takeaways from this show that you can apply to your life. So tune in. All right, this is The Real Deal. I'm Sarah Riley. I'm a wife, a mom of three girls, and a successful businesswoman. And I've been keeping it real since 1982. I'm not a self-made millionaire. Well, not yet anyways. I'm not famous, just a regular girl with big goals and a lot of drive. I'm extremely competitive, but mostly with myself. Okay, and my husband. Everybody, (laughs) I'm competitive with everybody, but I don't have to be the best just the best version of me. This is the show where we keep it real on business, real estate, parenting, health, marriage, all the things. Nothing is taboo. This is real talk, real life, the real deal. Well, welcome to our show. Today we're talking with Isaac Stegman, who is my personal business coach. Thank you. Yes. And actually we met from you coming on the show and interviewing you. We did. Yeah, my friend Ronnie introduced us, and and you totally blew me off for a long time. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) I immediately fired my coach and hired you, like, day one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been, like, a coaching match made in heaven. It has been. It has been. And then you... Gave me the honor of, of co-hosting or sub-hosting on your on the radio show for a while, which you is so fun. It was so fun. It was fun. This is like homecoming. It is. Thanks yeah. for coming back. Thanks for having me. So let's talk about for people that don't know your story because it's really fascinating. I mean, here's the thing. I feel about coaches. You don't know. You're like, Sarah, <laughs> what are you gonna say? Okay. So there's a people, a lot of people out there that say they're coaches. Yeah. That say they're life coaches, right? But I think it's really important to know what training, what experience you have um, that puts you in a position to be coaching others on their mm-hmm. life, right? And so let's start there. Yeah, and I'm, I wouldn't classify myself as a life coach. No, I'm more you're not. business and performance coach. Right. And there is a difference. There is. Um, and I feel like a lot of people who say they're coaches, they're trainers. They get on a call with people and they just talk for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or however long the call is and give information and then they say, okay, go do that. And coaching is something completely different. So I've been coached since I was 18 years old when I first started in sales and it had a huge profound impact on me. And so, you know, it was a lot of, a lot of years of being coached before I ever started being a coach. And I'd gone to um, coaching skills camp, which is a Keller Williams uh, coaching thing. And DR Whitson, who's currently my coach, I'd been through some group coaching with him as well, and then individual coaching, and I'd had other individual coaches, and so I really fell in love with it from an early age, and just fell in love with with learning and growing, and always always getting better and focusing on that improvement. And so, coming full circle, one of my good friends, Jeff Latham, had suggested we'd always kind of joked around about starting a coaching company yeah. someday, and we finally said, he's like, hey, why don't we just do this thing? And so we did. And so we were coaching uh, some of the top real estate agents in the area. We were doing group coaching. And I had a a coach for the coaching business. We had a coach for the coaching business at the time as well, Kevin Nations. And he's he's kind of the best of the best when it comes to that. And so we started out doing the real estate coaching. We had one loan officer who who joined the group, kind of this outsider, Jason Gosser. And uh, Jason ended up growing his business really significantly, over, over doubling his business over the next year or two. And becoming, you know, he was the number one loan officer in the entire company. He's a big deal. He's, he's a big deal. Yeah. He wouldn't say it, but he's, he's super humble. 
Um, but he is, he, he just absolutely crushed it. And so we were like, oh, this works for loan officers too. And, and what I figured out over time was that the principles that really work for Jason and work for me are universal principles. They don't right. necessarily have to be real estate related or, or related to mortgage. They're universal pr- principles on how we live, how we structure our life, you know, focusing on purpose first and, and things like that. Well, that's why I was drawn to you because the coaching I was doing previously was not coaching the whole person, right? It was mm-hmm. basically, so this is my really novice take on coaching. You know, there's amateur coaches that just talk to you a lot, right? They just tell you a bunch of things, but they don't really listen. Mm-hmm. And then there are performance coaches that ask a lot more questions, right? Um, possibly like succeeded at something themselves. And then they're teaching that. And it's more of like a goal oriented, right? You're trying to have some sort of um, performance come out of that, right? Mm-hmm. You're working towards a goal. Um, and then they're like the elite coaches that coach the whole person. They're, they're literally, um, you know, bought in to the doer. Like they really want to see the doer succeed and grow as a person in all aspects of life. And that's really more what Kaizen coaching is, is the whole person, not just, okay, well, be really good at doing loans and success will make a lot of money. We'll know it's about all the other things that you have dialed in so that you can be successful in your career because if things aren't good at home or things aren't good in other aspects of your life, then you're not going to perform as well as at work. Yeah, you can't you can't separate them. You're still we don't get on the phone or get on a Zoom call and coach businesses. We coach humans who happen to be a part of a business or right. own a business, and they have other aspects of their life. And there's impact and crossover between those two things. Mm-hmm. And the same is true. If if the business is floundering, it can affect the personal life as well. And so. You can't separate the two. And I think coaches that try to do that, um, it limits the scope of, of what they're able to accomplish with their clients. Oh, absolutely. But I think it's really fascinating to know where you started in this, you know, in your career because you didn't start as a coach or, and you really have never been in um, real estate or lending, right? You've just coached real estate and, and lenders and. Just the one year. So I, I did run the team with Jeff Latham okay. for a year okay. um, in real estate, but I've never, I've never done a real estate transaction. Right. I've never been licensed in right. real estate. I've never originated a loan. And I don't coach people on that. I don't coach them on the transaction mm-hmm. piece. Um, I have run, you know, 150 person high level team. I've been top 1% or 0.01% in sales and all the other industries right. that I've been in. Right. And so uh, those are the things that I coach too, is the, more the leadership aspect or the sales aspect. Yeah. But you also served our country. I and did. I feel like that does play into the kind of person you are and, you know, how disciplined you are. Because, I mean, those things that you've done in life, like serving our country, you're a fire. You have to tell it. You're okay. a firefighter. I mean, those shape who you are and how you coach other people, don't you think? Yeah. So I started out as a paratrooper in the Army and did that for three years. And then every time we'd drive over to the Air Force Base and jump out of airplanes, we'd see that the barracks were nicer and the food was better <laughs> and everything was nicer on the other <laughs> side. And so... Uh, when I got out of the uh, out of the army, I was running a taekwondo school in um, Seattle, and then I moved down to Ruston, down in Tacoma, and was was living with my best friend down there. And he was super into firefighting. He was a volunteer firefighter. I became a volunteer firefighter down in Ruston because it was just a cool thing to do. It is cool. It was cool. <laughs> and then I found out um, that I could go back in the Air Force and get all my certifications through them and try to get on full-time as a firefighter. So I did that. That's where I met Jess, my wife, and was a reserve firefighter in the Air Force. And then when I got out, um, 
after a while, we moved back here. We were living in Georgia, moved back here and got a job in Kent and, w and was there for about five years as a professional firefighter and ended up getting hurt on the job and, and medically retired by the state there. But uh, it was a great experience. And I loved serving people then, just like I love serving people now. Wow. Okay, so now you've been the president of Kaizen Coaching for five years. You own your own coaching company, mm -hmm. right? Um, you guys have had a big like evolution, right, recently? Yes, we did. So tell me about that. Yeah, so I was approached by a good friend of mine, Andy Taylor, um, last fall, and he said, there's this guy, Abraham Shreve, who you got to meet. And I, I knew the name. I didn't know Abe at the time. I just knew he was a guy who like drove around the country with his family in a, this adventure van and, really? and climbed El Cap. And so somebody should be our best friend. Totally, <laughs> yeah. And just a really cool guy. Loved. I followed him for, for a while, um, and I hadn't met him. And so Andy said, hey, you got to come up here and – and uh, and meet Abe, and so I said, sure, no problem. Um, we ended up having dinner, and he said, we launched this thing called Maps Business Coaching, and I said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not really interested. It doesn't really fit my model because I had talked to uh, some people previously about that, and at the time the model was different, and it didn't really mm -hmm. fit because I had my own coaches, I was charging a premium rate, right. and and so he said, you know, this is different. I said, well, I love, I I've got a lot of background from there, and I love what they do. So if we can find a fit, that would make a lot of sense. And so he explained it and that Gary Keller had come out and said, we're going to go ahead and, and take this great coaching uh, information that we have, methodologies that we have, programs and, and classes like career visioning that we have, and we're going to make them available for business owners, which I was so excited about yeah, because as a business owner before who'd sat through, you know, I took Recruit Select, it used to be called Recruit Select, I'd gone to 13 recruit selects or action training lead and motivate classes through Keller Williams in one year just because the value of that information for a business owner is so, so phenomenal. And so it really excited me what they were up to. And I said, okay, well, if I like you. I like the concept. If we can make this thing work, let's make it work. And um, it took a little while to figure out how all the pieces fit. But in, in Q1 of this year, we went ahead and made the move and I brought my whole company and coached everybody over to the MAPS business coaching platform. And that's just been, it's upped my game significantly yeah. as a coach, just being in, in Abe's world and, and learning from him. He's a masterful coach. And the other people that uh, we're surrounded with in that organization, there's some really phenomenal talent there. And it's been fun. So tell me the motto behind Kaizen Coaching, because you do have a philosophy, you know, for your company. Mm -hmm. And MAPS had to mirror that or match that to fit for them to, you know, you guys to join right because yeah. you're really steadfast about what you believe yeah so tell me that so our our kind of brand statement is off self on purpose and it's about and i had a mentor mark lovis who used to tell me that all the time whenever i'd come in and i'd be upset you know i was 18 years old and somebody i wouldn't make a sale or somebody would stand me up for an appointment i'd driven 45 minutes to and you know right. i was trying to pay for college you know so <laughs> so i'd come in and all, all upset and sad and he'd be like you know, are you, are you on self or are you on purpose right now? And what it taught me was that when we're focused on ourselves and we're self-centered, when it's all about me, that's where all the problems happen. That's where our, our state of mind and our mindset goes to the negative. And if we're focused, really hyper-focused on our purpose and contribution to other people and, um, and the, the long journey of where we're going, right. then the small little bumps in the road, I mean, we just fail forward. We learn from those things. And I had to redefine my relationship with failure. I used to see failure. I was, I was hyper competitive, if you hadn't noticed. 
all the way growing up. And so, you know, failure was hard for me, feeling like I wasn't doing well. And so I just had to redefine that and say, failing is part of success because if I'm not failing, I'm, play, I'm playing small. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to stop looking at it as I'm, I'm going to get down and in my own emotion, you know, right now and, and feel in a, in a state of being a victim. And I'm just going to say, okay, I'm going to focus on my purpose and I'm going to come from contribution and I'm going to look forward at what's next and what can I learn from this and how can I change and improve my, my life, my business, my habits, my conversations so that I get a better result next time and have a better have a better business and so that really changed everything we brought that philosophy into uh kaizen coaching as one of our kind of core beliefs and and maps business coaching you know personifies that as well wow i love that so much because when you're i always say you know it's going to be competitive i'm super competitive too right but really we should be competitive with ourselves yeah right not other people because to be the best if you're trying to be number one the best elite then you're comparing yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. There's no way to be the best without comparing yourself to who's the best right now. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, that's sort of toxic and you should be comparing yourself to your best version of yourself. It's a lot better way to live, honestly. Yeah, and it's okay to compare yourself with other people in certain ways. For example, um, one of the core philosophies, because we're also, through MAPS Business Coaching, we're, we're a preferred coaching company for the one thing. Okay. And the one thing podcast with um, that that Gary Keller and Jay Papazon put together, and mm-hmm. that um, Jeff Woods is running now. And so, one of the principles they talk about in all of that is E to P, entrepreneurial to purposeful. And entrepreneurial, being entrepreneurial, is just doing the best we can. And I talk with a lot of people, especially prospective clients, who are like, "Well, I'm just doing my best. You know, I'm doing the best I can, and I'm still not getting the results that I want." Mm-hmm. And it's an evolution from just doing the best you can to finding the best way it can be done and modeling that and saying, okay, that's when it becomes okay to step outside of yourself and look at other people and say, how can I model what they're doing? Now, when you're using that as a measuring stick to your own personal value as a human being or bringing it there and getting emotional about that, that's where people run into trouble. Yeah. Okay. So being a coach, you've coached all different types of people in different businesses, loan officers currently, um, previously real estate agents. You still coach business owners, CEOs, mm-hmm. right? Correct me. Yeah. What are some of the big ahas or profound things that happen on your calls that people have takeaways from that you see, you know, repeatedly with your clients? So the patterns that I've seen with most of my high-performing clients that have hit a ceiling of achievement and haven't really found a way to break through that ceiling is they ask me a lot of times, they're like, I don't have any time. And usually when it's when they say I need I need better time management skills, it's not actually about time management. It's about priority management. Yeah. And it's not that they don't fill their schedule. I mean, you can have the prettiest time blocked calendar in the world down to every five minutes being color coded and still make minimum wage or still not hit your goals if you have the wrong activities in your calendar or if you're not following the time blocks and protecting those. And so it's about creating your priorities and saying we only can have one priority in any given moment because saying yes to one thing is saying no to anything else being the priority in that at that time Okay. because there's only one thing we can be doing I mean I guess really? you could be like rubbing your tummy and patting your head but we only have we can only ever have one most important thing at any given time and so it's about identifying what are the most important things and then prioritizing those things and once you have your priorities mm-hmm. then it's a matter of giving them priority a lot of people I just taught um, a bunch of classes down in the southeast and And I remember one that I did in Atlanta, we were talking about what people say 
their priorities are versus what people live as their priorities. And I asked people to list off their top three priorities. And people wrote them down. And then I asked, went around the room and asked, and, and they shared some of the things. And of course, family and right. God, my spirituality, and you know, my team. And then I asked them to identify um, what they were spending their time on and their money on and their energy on and where their focus was on a regular basis. And there was a huge disconnect because what we say our priorities are aren't usually that's not indicative of what our priorities really are. All that is, is what we would like them to be or what we feel like they should be. And so what they really are, the things that are taking up the most mind space, the most space in our calendar, the most space, you know, from our bank account, that's really what our priorities are or what we're saying they are through our actions, not what we're saying they are through our words. It's like, you know, at some point you have to stop judging someone based on what their intentions are Mm -hmm. and actually judge them based on what their actions are, because that speaks to what they're, what's actually important to them. It's just like, just like in anything, you know, in business where we just had a sales meeting yesterday and I was talking about prospecting and everyone has an intention that they were going to do this thing, that it's important to them, they need to do it, but their actions aren't saying that they're, you know, that it is important because mm-hmm. they're not doing it. And so it's just your, your, what you're actually doing versus what you intend to do. And saying it makes us feel better, but it, it also yes. kind of inoculates us because we feel like we're doing something because we're saying these are our priorities or we're we're trying to or planning to make them a priority. Um, and this is, I mean, just to be transparent, this all came from my own ahas and, and realizations in my own life. And right. one of the things that when I have a really great moment in coaching, a, a really you know brilliant thing to share, it's usually because it's something that I've messed up really bad in my own life and have yeah. learned from. And I've done a lot of introspection. I think that one of my strong suits as a coach is the level of introspection that I've done. And a lot of that has come through my coaches and asking me questions that either I didn't want to think about or didn't want to talk about or admit to myself where I was really at. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you get past that ego part and just get to vulnerability and say, OK, if I'm really going to be the best version of myself, I have to be honest about who I'm really being. Right. That's where that's where the real transformation starts. So as far as coaching goes, because of your philosophy, you're coaching the whole person, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm really curious as to, and I'm sure a lot of other people are, things that you're coaching, you end up coaching that aren't business related. They mm-hmm. obviously probably affect their business and their performance and all the things um, in their life, but things that are more on the personal level that you end up coaching or helping people kind of have an aha. So one of the things that's a consistent theme is working on people's beliefs about themselves, their conversations and communication with themselves. Like what are they, what are you saying to yourself about yourself, about your business, about your family, about, and the conversations they're having at at home. And so several, I'll just give you some examples. We talk a lot about, you know, kind of health and and wellness, because Mm -hmm. if your health is not good, it definitely impacts your business in a lot of ways and it it impacts your life. And so we talk about that. We talk about um, the conversations that we're having at home. And and one of the things that when we create a priority list and then we take it to the time blocking, we take it to the calendar and say, okay, we're going to, we're going to actually show here what your priorities are. And we're going to demonstrate that and protect it on your calendar. And so we create a template uh, for people that shows if they say my marriage is really important, how I'm going to show that is that I'm going to have date night, you know, 
twice a month or once a month or once a week or however, however often, you know, they're saying this is what I need to, um, to, to move that thing forward and show that it's important, then we put it in their calendar. We put it in that template. And if they say, hey, I really need to start working out, that's really impacting my, my performance, my overall fatigue or energy levels, then we put it in their calendar. This relates so much to me. And we've done this exercise. Yep. And we put it in my calendar. Yep. And it still doesn't happen. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing, some things do happen. So this is real. The business things generally always happen. Mm -hmm. And it's, it shouldn't be this way, but it is. The, the things that always happen, and these must be my priorities, is work always happens. Mm -hmm. um, my, my date night always happens. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm always at the softball games mm -hmm. with my kids. I make it to all the kid things. So those three things always happen. What doesn't happen are the things I put in there for myself. Yeah. This, it could be as simple as like, I'm, I need to get my nails done. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen. Or I want to exercise. I used to exercise all the time. And now, and I keep saying I don't have enough time. It doesn't work because even when you put stuff in your calendar, stuff happens. And then all of a sudden that thing gets pushed off. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we all, we don't think we have time. I, I don't think I have time. But the truth is we do have time. It's how much energy we're, or bandwidth we're willing to put towards that thing. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up the show, why don't we leave it with one thing that you've heard or talked about recently that has really resonated with you? I think the fact that we take our time for granted and we wake up every morning and there's a lot of mornings and I can identify this with myself as well where I'll wake up and I'll go to bed and I've just gone through my day. I've just kind of shown up gone through my day, got all the boxes checked and, and survived, you know? And yeah. so if you do that long enough by default, you can look back years and go, man, when's the last time I really felt present? When's the last time I really lived? And if we will change how we're showing up to understanding that every day when we wake up, that day is a gift and that we're trading a day of our life for whatever we do that day. If we see it that way, that helps me act differently. When I say, okay, I'm giving up one day of my life and every day I have one day less, however many days I have left, I have one day less than I did yesterday. And so what am I going to do today that's worthy of trading a day of my life for it? And for example, um, I went yesterday with one of our new coaches, Melina Wilson. We went to Crossroads Alternative School in Granite Falls. And it's a super busy week for me. Um, and I wanted to do this before, before we moved to Utah. And what we got, we got an opportunity to speak with two of their business classes. And, and I don't know if you know what the alternative schools are, but these are the kids that, you know, they had everything going against them. And that's a special group. And so I was super honored. And, and Melina had a great time, too, just speaking into these kids' lives and saying, hey, you matter. And you have so much potential. And you have grit that other people are not going to have at your age who have it easy. And that's an advantage. It's an advantage. Yes. They were great kids. I mean, I there's a couple of them that had business ideas because um, it's a business class. And they've got this Shark Tank thing coming up. There's a couple of them that I was like, I kind of want to invest in their business <laughs> and really? in them, but in them because they've just got this passion for what they're doing, and I like that that fighting spirit, you know. And so the big aha is really realizing that what we do with our time, we're trading our life for whatever that thing is. And we should make it worth it. We should make it worthy of giving up our time and a day, a month, a year of our life to do it. And, and something I left one of our last talks that I gave, I left them with 
you know, if you look back over the last few years, and then if you look forward, if you were told you have one year left to live, three years left to live, five years, if you knew that you were coming to the end and you couldn't change that, would you live the next year Would you like you lived your last one? Would you live tomorrow like you lived yesterday? If today you got the news that you have five days left to live, one year left to live, and, and if so, why not change how you're showing up? Why not make tomorrow a brand new start and say, you know what, tomorrow... I'm going to be very intentional about trading this day for something that matters. And we're still going to mess it up, right? We're still going to mess it up and giving ourselves grace through that, but but shifting our intention. I love it. It's like knowing who you are, who you want to be. Like who do you want to be today? Not what do you want to have or what do you want to accomplish, but who do you want to be? Yeah. And how do you show up for people? Because really the highest performance, things happen when you're in the present, whatever it is, like business or family those amazing moments happen when you're really present in the mm-hmm. now. When we've lost almost that ability and cell phones are great yeah. and horrible, yeah. right? Because we take them home and, and work is always yeah. there. Distractions are always there. YouTube is always there, you know? And so we, we sit there being disengaged from reality or from our priorities. Like we say, our family's our priority. And then we spend all our time absent from our family in the same room. And we wonder why relationships are suffering or why we're feeling like we are. Where we're like, hey, I'm just disconnected. You know, it's it's epidemic. I feel like the takeaway is if you're feeling disconnected, maybe you should disconnect. Maybe you should disconnect. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate all your wisdom that you're sharing with. Thank you for having me. me. Um, that's it for today, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in and uh, talk to you later. Sarah Riley, Senior Mortgage Advisor, NMLS 180007, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 2289, is an equal housing lender. This is not an offer to enter into an agreement. Not all customers will qualify. Information rates and programs are subject to change without notice. All products are subject to credit and property approval. This show is brought to you by the Riley Home Team with Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. For those of you who don't know, I run a successful mortgage business and have had the privilege of helping thousands of families finance their dream home. It is so crucial to have the right team assisting you, not only so you have a great experience, but more importantly, that you're making a sound investment that reaches your long-term financial goals. We have become one of the top mortgage teams in the Northwest by providing the highest levels of knowledge, expertise, and service in the industry. I always say you only know what you know, and because we've done it all, We know a lot. If you want to talk to anybody about financing, I'm your woman. You can find out more about my mortgage business at RileyHomeTeam.com.